Sarasota, Tampa Bay. And now it's time for Veracruz. Shut up and sit down. I was yeah. waiting to see who was going to be quoting uh, <laughs> into the show today. Oh, my God. We're all so tired, so bear with us tonight. We are crazy tired. Uh, just so much going on. Dude, there's been a life. lot going on. I've been working on my Jeep all day. I've been you know, cleaning the house and everything. Cause, uh, Stephanie, she works six days a week, man. She's a mental health counselor. And uh, so I like Explains to try everything. to... Yeah, and I'm off on the weekends, but she works like six days a week, man. So I try to like clean the house today. Plus, I was working on my Jeep, which I'll be back on the road next weekend. And uh, so I was just, I got up very early this morning. I I was up at like three o'clock in the morning, dude. Uh, I was in and out. Um, I fell asleep, like I told you last night. I fell asleep with my phone on my face, working on promo materials. I do. Yeah, I got that text (laughs) this morning. I was cracking up. And then uh, apparently, me and Blue were chit chatting before we started, and uh. Blue's an artiste, if you don't know. And uh, he was working on, uh, what was it? Huffing paint. Hey, no, ain't nothing wrong with that. Because cool. all I heard was spray can stuff when I walked in, so. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so I do uh, I do cosplay props, so I've got a couple things going. got, like, D&D dice I'm doing. Um, Plague Night, my friend's doing for MetroCon, which happens in awesome. July. Um, and then somebody else um, asked for a Darth Revan mask. So I just did his fitting, so now I've got to adjust measurements and all of that stuff so um part of the plague night thing is he's got like these chains that go around his neck so i'm doing each individual chain because they don't look like chains because cartoons mm-hmm. so i i was using this fancy new paint that's meant for eva foam like okay i'm going to use this fancy paint but it's not solid enough so i spent an hour and a half to like two hours trying to get this paint to work on this black foam and then i'm finally like why don't i just Spray paint. <laughs> Ta-da. And I, and I got done with spray paint in 15 minutes. And it's like 4 a.m. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to paint some dice for a minute so I don't throw everything out the window. <laughs> I was up until 8. Dude, last Monday, man, I was off for, you know, MLK Day. And this, I've, I've had such an odd week. John calls me up. All right, John Rusnick, he's the guy that, you know, from Voice of the Apocalypse and the former, former show I was on, DeadX Radio. Well, this is for our fans <laughs> out there. Calls me up and says, and I quote, hey, are you busy right now? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm off today. Cool. Can you get a U-Haul and go pick up a plane for me? <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like film or theater. Yeah, this is John. All right, if this would have been anyone else, I'd been like, look, stop eating the mushrooms and go back to sleep. Okay, knowing John, I'm like, no, he's legitimately wanting me to go pick up a plane. Here's what happened: John found a prop, and it's a plane that from the uh, remember the old James Bond movie uh, Octopussy. Yeah. All right, and they had that mini plane, the one that they flew through the hangar. Mm-hmm. John found one for sale and wanted me to go pick it up. So now I run out, go get a U-Haul, you know, a big one, drive to this guy's house and everything, and, and he had a couple guys there and helped me load it up and everything, brought it all the way down to Sarasota to his place, you know, and dropped it off. And, and that that's, for me, this is, okay, for some people that might be just out of the norm. This is my day-to-day life. I want people to understand. I get phone calls randomly on a Monday to go run a U-Haul and pick up a plane. Dude, but the only thing is, I'm, however, driving down I-75 with a U-Haul, toting this plane, and I'm thinking, I am the world's cheapest James Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, in the movie, they had this, like, really cool effects-out, you know, uh, semi, you know, with this really souped-up plane. Dude, this thing was, like, primer gray. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm loading in a U-Haul. I was a poor man's James Bond. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That seems right. But it's an awesome prop, dude. He's, uh, he's, he's going to be working on this thing when he gets back from filming and stuff, so... I'm gonna jump when is he coming back? Oh, God. He was talking about probably mid-February is when he's supposed to be back. He's literally on an island right now doing filming. I don't want to get into too much you know, detail of his uh, personal business. But. I remember. I was, I was face- John, I was Facebook stalking you. I know you're listening. I know you're listening. 
I was Facebook stalking you because I don't know what you look like. He keeps talking about you. I forgot what you look like. (laughs) (laughs) And I went down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Dude, he bought like a, I don't know, like a seven foot silver surfer, full silver. I saw that. I was like, wait a minute. What it? (gasps) Yeah, because you remember like when the movie came out, if you went to the theater back in the day when you could go to a movie, um, (laughs) they had the the big life size silver surfer on the Uh silver surfboard and all that That with a big background prop and everything. Yeah, he he bought one of those and has that at the studio over there in uh, Sarasota. So, dude, I can't. I'm supposed to be going over to help him too when he gets back. We're going to see we can't get some stuff straightened out over there. I can't wait to see what all has now been added to the studio that I'm just completely unaware of. It's just going to be like a pop culture horde of junk. Oh, man, dude. John is so random, bro. I mean, he's my boy. Love him to death, but he is random on, on buying stuff. It's crazy. That just sounds like a, a prop warehouse. That's all that sounds yeah, like it is. to me. Exactly. There's That's nothing. what uh, yeah. John does. He does props for films oh. and stuff and rents them out and everything. But John will find authentic things oh, yeah. that he rents out. Like, prime yeah. example, not even maybe two months ago, he sent me a picture randomly and said, hey, look what I just bought. It was a stretcher from World War One. Yep. Then I'm like, man, that's like cool. I'm like, uh, is that like a prop? Or he goes, no, 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 it's an original. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. crap, man. I went to an estate sale recently and I found one of the old Polaroid, like actual Polaroid cameras, and I need to get the battery for it and like, mm-hmm. the actual cartridge, but it still works. The fi- found out that the guy that was like on my street and his wife, they would just have two of everything and they'd keep it in boxes. So they have really nice stuff. That's nice. cool. So. You know, I don't get it though, man. Like like John, you know, maybe even you know for you when you're out and about doing the shopping stuff, he will find the most coolest things, but dirt cheap, right? Oh yeah, dude. I could go out and and find I don't know a deck of cards that was made yesterday, and somebody try try to charge me like eight hundred dollars for it, you know. But John can find like an opal from a diamond, you know, mine from nineteen seventy three, <laughs> and look. only pays a buck for it. Yeah, you know? you gotta know where to look. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. Anyways, tonight, folks. We have Mr. Rich Valdez. He's a demonologist for the old Catholic Church of the United States and a lot of other things that I forgot. <laughs> Real man, terrible. a genius. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, Rich Valdez is a good buddy of mine uh, who's going to be coming on the show. Yes, he is a demonologist. He's a paranormal investigator. I've known Rich for a long, long time, well over 10 years. Um, Rich is uh, the owner uh, and proprietor of paranormal consulting agency um he does consult with other investigation teams but he also does investigations um he's dealt with everything from demonic haunts down to you know just a residual haunt or nothing if he doesn't find anything at all um rich also has wayward souls promotions wayward souls promotions uh which we'll get into it more when we have him on air but basically it's a uh, basically it's a talent agency for ghost hunting people and stuff like that so He's got a lot of, you know, high clientele that he uh, represents. Um, and I don't mean hookers. I mean, like, actual, like, investigators and stuff. He's not a pimp. So I just want to make sure I clarify. But isn't that what promotion, like, that talent agency is? Like, they're, eh, like, tomato, tomato. they're, they're like a pimp for, like. He's a paranormal pimp. <laughs> He's a PP. PP. There paranormal pimp. All right. Hashtag paranormal pimp. There you go. Um, uh, speaking of hashtags, you can check us out on Twitter and tweet live to the show. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Chance Hancock is going to be all up on the Twitter, and you can Twitter. tweet and twit and... Yes, you can actually, uh, if you go to Twitter and you go to Denver Test Driver, just started following me on Instagram, that's kind of weird, <laughs> whatever. Um, so anyways, yes, if you go to Twitter and you will find Paraprobe, it's just at Paraprobe, just go on there, you can uh, tweet with us while we're doing the show, uh, I may... Mention you on the air and bring out your comment, or if you have a question, maybe for a guest or for us, we can answer it on air. Um, also, you can follow me at ChanceDXR, um, so if you want to follow me on Twitter. And, Jesse, what's yours? I forgot. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It's, I think it is The Real Jesse L. Yes, it is The Real Jesse L. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And also, I haven't been on Twitter in a while, so you may, like, if you talk to me on Twitter, you might not hear from me. I might get a notification, and I might reply, but, you know. <laughs> um, I'm more of an Instagram dude. Yes. I, I like Instagram a lot. I like we pictures. both do Instagram and Facebook a lot more. Yeah. Uh, for Facebook, mine's uh, 
you know, Chance Hancock. Just put in Chance Hancock. You'll see mine. It's got the blue verified chip. Um, you can follow me or friend me on on uh, <laughs> Facebook. Instagram is for our radio show is at Paraprobe Radio, mm-hmm. and it's also the same for Facebook. Go to at Paraprobe Radio. You will find our uh, our Facebook page. Yep, my Instagram is the Caffeinated Captain, and that is very true right now. I'm on my what third pot of coffee today because sleep is not a thing. And then on Facebook, it is The Real Jesse L or Jesse JL. I have one for uh, video creation, content creation, stuff like that. And then I have like my I personal have one for Facebook contacts, page. one for stalking. And I am not so special to be verified. Like some people out here who are super special. Dude, it's only my Facebook page, man. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram laugh at me, so. Yeah, well, um, Twitter laughs at everybody, And dude, bro. a big announcement <laughs> for people who have not heard yet. Larry King passed away. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, uh, he passed away. I believe he was 87 years old. 87, I think. yes, yeah, sir. 87. Uh, the guy is a icon of radio mm-hmm. interviews. the The man has done over 30,000 interviews. See, it's the end of an age, people. Yeah, 30,000 interviews, man. Uh, so yeah, so Larry King, um, you know, uh, rest in peace. You know, condolences to his friends and family and loved ones. Um, you know, it's so funny, you know, with all the people that's been passing in the last, like, say, 10 years of my life. That's when I really knew I was getting older, and I'm doing the air quotes, when I start seeing all these icons and legends and stuff, man, you know, that I grew up with and everything passing away now, you know. Yeah, it just makes me get depressed. It's rough. It's super <laughs> rough. Uh, we're also going to be doing a new thing on this show where you can submit your stories mm-hmm. to us, and we will talk about them on the air. Yeah. I'll be – I'm – Working on promo material for that, kind of currently. Um, I was doing it last night, but my phone landed on my face. And here's the thing, too. If you would like to be a guest on our show, you have a cool paranormal team you want to talk about, or maybe a cool investigation that you guys have done, uh, or just even on your own, you have a cool paranormal story about something happening in your home or whatever, just shoot us an email at paraproberadio at gmail.com. It's that simple. paraproberadio at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us an email. We'll check it out because we're going to start doing a lot of bookings. You know, yes, we've had a couple of celebrities come on and such, you know, in, in which we do have more coming on. Like, you know, like Rich is basically somewhat a celebrity. Um, and then we have definitely a major and we have a major interview next weekend uh, that's going to be coming on. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, too. Um, but I want to talk to the regular investigator out there, too. I don't want people thinking that we only talk to, like, you know, people of importance. No, everybody to me is important. It's in the investigation field. If you want to talk to me about Bigfoot, you want to talk to us about ghosts, you want to talk to us about you went to the Bermuda Triangle and lost a sandal, I don't care. You know, write yeah. us a story, you know, and send it over to paraprobradio at gmail.com. We'll check it out, and, and we may book you and want to bring you on and talk about what you're doing. You know, maybe you wrote a paranormal book. Maybe you've never done an investigation in your life. But you love the paranormal, and you wrote an awesome book about it. Let us know. We want to bring authors on too. Yeah, we maybe you were out camping with your buddy, and uh, one of your friends got kidnapped by a uh, interdimensional Bigfoot. I mean, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Now, if you're out camping with your buddy and other things happen, we don't need to know about that. But if you've been kidnapped, <laughs> you could definitely shoot us an email. Kidnapped by paranormal things. Yeah, not, not just regular kidnapped. We're not. <laughs> yeah. If you've been a kidnapping victim, please contact us. <laughs> please specify on that. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. We don't want to talk to people who's only been kidnapped by like an ex-lover or something. I mean, we want something paranormal. <laughs> oh, that it? Nah, no, I'm leaving it alone. <laughs> I'm totally leaving it alone. I was making cracks like that. Uh, wow, I can't talk. I'm done. I quit. You quit. <laughs> so once again, if uh, you got Twitter and you want to tweet along with the show today, you can reach out to us at Paraprobe. Um, just go ahead and start tweeting along with us. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. And we definitely, we you know, we like to interact with our audience. I, I know a lot of people that just want to go and do a show and talk and be all about me, 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 me. We're not like that. We That's like to, boring. Yeah, we work better when we're interacting with people. So, I mean, hence why we do interviews. You know, we want to definitely talk to everybody out there and see what you got going on. Yeah. I almost felt, sure, we're good. <laughs> um, and also in uh, in future news going on, um, for next weekend, real quick, I want to throw it out there one more time, for our guest coming on next weekend, we have Avi Loeb, and it's L-E-O-B, who's going to be, or sorry, L-O-E-B, that's coming on to the show. Uh, this gentleman is a professor from Harvard, is an astrologer, 
Um, there was a large object that was found in space back in 2017 that they started to track. And at first they thought it was just another big rock formation just going through space like every other piece of space junk. But, however, upon more study and research, they determined this thing may be of alien origin. This person has uh, that we're doing the interview with has been on everything from the New York Times to the L.A. Times to CNN to MSNBC to Fox News. Uh, you name the outlet, the, the gentleman has been on there. So next weekend, we're going to be interviewing him and asking him more about what they found on their research. And we're also going to be talking about his book and uh, a few other things. And I believe we may actually have our guest coming on air yeah. at this moment. So here we are. Today would be nice. <laughs> Rich, what's going on, buddy? Hello. Hello, my friend. You just hung up on him? I did not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot to turn the Oh, on. you didn't cue us? Okay, there you go. Now you got him queued up. Rich. You hung up on him. You hung up. Oh, my God. Oh, amateur hours in full swing, ladies and gentlemen. Woo. <laughs> That's why Blue gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> Our board op is so fired. <laughs> 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 All we hear is it's their fault. <laughs> okay, are we sure what this is going to pan right, out work this time? Up. All right, Rich, you there, buddy? Uh, yeah, I, I am. Uh, for a second there, I thought I was calling Pizza Hut. Hey, hey, we can do that too, man. We deliver pizzas. We're good at it. God, that sounds so good. That works. That works. So, Rich, what's going on, bud? Oh, uh, whole lot of everything. You name it. All right, for our listening audience out there, just letting you know, uh, Rich is currently on mushrooms, so it's going to be an interesting and uh, you know interview. And uh, no, I'm kidding. So, <clears throat> for our listening audience out there, and Rich, you already know I know what you do. I've already you know dropped a little bit about Wayward Souls Promotions, a little bit, little bit about the Paranormal Consulting Agency. Tell us more about what you do. Uh, pretty much. A little bit of everything. You could say I have a hat for just about everything. Um, I believe in December, if, if my memory doesn't fail me this time, considering I'm 51, um, I was given over complete control of the paranormal clergy, which had been started off by Bishop James Long um, 20 years ago. And uh, now I'm uh, the actual head director for all of paranormal clergy. And uh, in that capacity, uh, I handle all the emails that come in to the paranormal clergy. Um, oftentimes it's uh, individuals seeking help, thinking that they may have something demonic going on. So we have an affiliates program with the paranormal clergy. And uh, what my job is to do is to basically have an affiliated team that may be in the location uh, where the client, potential client may be. And then uh, I just send the email over to the team. They may contact, they investigate, report back to me as demonologist, resident demonologist for the United States Old Catholic Church. I have to decide whether it warrants to have a clergy go out or not. And then clergy takes over from there. Uh, so you pretty much know what I do with uh, Paranormal Consulting Agency. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a given. That's just uh, regular paranormal investigations. And Wayward Souls Promotions is just another way for me to actually uh, advertise uh, other paranormal teams, uh, events, uh, radio shows, cosplay, you name it, we pretty much promote that. That's the business side that I pretty much take care of, uh, along with Jen McGowan. I see, you're like me, man. You wound up you know, getting into the paranormal field, and little did people like you and I know that later in our future that we would kind of wind up being a jack-of-all-trades with stuff. Right. You know, I remember like you and me talking like years ago, you know, sharing information about investigations we've done, and not to mention crazy clients that went from either me to you or from you to me. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know what? We got to tell that story, man, because that is actually pretty funny. Oh, uh, Lord have mercy. Well, you're I'll our let, guest. I'm going to let you tell this one. Um, 
if if I recall, and I'm that was so long ago, Chance. I mean, geez, uh, if I can recall, um, this lady uh, was claiming to be demonically possessed, mm-hmm. and she was insisting that um, any any paranormal team go in and help her out and conduct uh, a solemn rite of exorcism. And I, I don't know where this all got started when it comes to um, all these people thinking that paranormal teams can also now handle uh, demonic cases, which has never really been the case. They're two totally different uh, genres altogether. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, uh, they, they contacted, I think they, she contacted you first. Yes. And it, and it just really sounded weird because she wanted to meet at a hotel room and have this exorcism done. <laughs> yep. Dude, the whole vibe of that situation was off completely. And, completely. Yeah, and the more that I dug into it, the more that I found out that this woman has done this repetitively with other paranormal teams. It was all for attention. There was really nothing, absolutely nothing going on. Even her own sister was like, no, she's doing it for attention. So yep. I wind up blowing her off. And it was like, what, not even like two weeks later, you're calling me about this case? Yeah, and I'm saying thanks for blowing her off in my direction. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny, man. When you called me up, you were like, hey, remember the person you said had some serious issues and they called you about this, that, and the other? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she called me. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I almost, you know, jumped down his throat and told him, thanks for giving her my number, jackass, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) You know, that's... That's what friends are for, man. It's, exactly, exactly. Uh, so I went ahead and uh, did the favor as well and passed her number off to another paranormal team that I was, you know, <laughs> really care for. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, awesome. man. Dude, hey, you and I both, man, we've, we've both have done a lot of investigations, a lot of crazy oh, ones, yeah. you know. But, but that's the name of the game, man. When you're in a field like we do, you know, and like you especially working on the demonic side and all that, too that you wind up dealing with the people who really are crazy and actually have issues. They have nothing paranormal going on. They just have issues. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons that the paranormal clergy uh, actually has a resident uh, mental professional to actually work with us. And um, that's the path that I was helps. leading on to with you. Yep. Yeah. That, that helps. It, it helps to weed out, you know, uh, the people that, seriously have mental illness issues uh, as opposed to some that may get confused with what may actually be paranormal going on in their house, which is quite frankly 99.5% of the time Mm -hmm. with something demonic. Uh, Unfortunately, as you well know, um, uh, the shows nowadays, uh, they're chock full of every show calling everything demonic when in fact it's it's not. It's just a pissed off spirit. And <laughs> yeah. it, it, that that's unfortunately now what the real paranormal teams that handle this, you know, uh, I, I've been doing this for over 35 years and it's just progressively over the, I'd have to say now for the past, well, almost 20 years that uh, things have really gotten a lot hairier, a lot worse. Um, everything is, uh, tagged as demonic when in fact it's not. Hey, I would go on. I was going to say, man, exactly. Uh, I can't even count how many times people have contacted me and said they had this type of activity going on and this type of activity, and immediately they're like, is it demonic? I'm like, no, it's not. Nope. I'm like, trust me, if it's demonic, you'll know. There is no question <laughs> about it. And I'm like, and secondly, too, I said the fact that, like, just like you said, here's the thing. If you're a jerk on this side, you're probably going to be a jerk on the other side. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. if something is happening in a home, it could be negative activity. Yes, that doesn't mean it's negative or uh, that it's demonic. It just means the guy's a jerk, you know, or yeah. a woman, whoever it may be. Yeah, could yeah. have been a bitch, could have been a son of a bitch. It doesn't matter either way. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, and they, as they were in life, they they will be in death. And and let's also not forget, energy is energy. Uh, just because you're dead, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you don't know who or what you were before. There are certain cases. And you and I have both come across it where, you know, they, they've died and they don't even know they're dead. Yeah. But those are very far and few between. They usually already know what they're all about, and they're going to be the same way they were in life as, as they are in death. Absolutely. So it's just a matter of weeding through which is which. 
that's the hard part. Well, see, the one thing that I appreciate, man, when you're talking about that you do have, you know, essentially a mental health counselor, you know, with your group. Is, she helps me a lot. Yeah, that, <laughs> a lot of mental issues, you know. Yeah, but I was just going to say that a lot of people don't oh, you realize. Oh, clients. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually helping the clients, not us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know how it is, like, you know, that, like, I, and you know I've talked about this many, many times, man, that when you're going into an investigative home to be, observant of your surroundings because sometimes you may find yeah. the answer right in front of you that's not paranormal there's issues going on with yeah it could be abuse or something happening. yeah and a lot of oh, people yeah. they don't plan ahead for that t- uh type of situation and trust me i'm all about you know people wanting to get a paranormal team together and go out and investigate i mean because hey we do it i mean we got into it because of our reasonings and stuff but so i get it but if you're going to do it with a client you know, having that responsibility, you need to make sure that you're really paying attention and really helping the client. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I got – I'm the king of dumb questions over here, but I know there's something that, you know, a- a- anybody in the audience definitely wants to ask. What is the scariest freaking thing you have ever seen as a demonologist? And once again, for a reminder, we are on radio, so make sure you watch the language. Don't drop the yeah, F-bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no F for S-bombs. Okay, I get it. You got it. it. Um, so – that there's so many, but um, I, I think the scariest, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you uh, the cliff notes if anything because it's it's a it's a long story. But uh, this was before I was working with Bishop Long, and I was working with another church. They had actually called me in to do my job as a demonologist, and um, it was about a three-hour drive. Uh, kind of like around the Bradenton area in mm-hmm. Florida. And I went in, uh, before I went in, I spoke to the husband about two days before, and I told him, look, please, as you're speaking to me by phone, do not refer to me as Rich or anything like that. My name is Frank, uh, Frank Black, because it was one of my favorite characters in Millennium, played by Lance Erickson, and I always use that as a ploy. You know, if, there, if there's really something demonic, they'll know that that's not really Frank Black. So I arrive, uh, long story short, it was almost like the scene out of The Exorcist that you see on the poster with The Exorcist standing outside and in the building you see a silhouette of Reagan and you know what you're going into. Well, the the, the wife of this client was on the upstairs uh, bedroom and she was sitting uh, right by the window looking down. Mind you, thank God this was during the day. If it was at night, I possibly would have been like, I think I may want some backup on this. But you know what? <laughs> and if it was fog and it was kind of greenish, I would have really had issues. But um, I, I immediately saw that, you know, I didn't acknowledge her existence. I just noticed that she was sitting up there looking down at me, went, knocked on the door, and he said, oh, great, I'm so happy to have you here. You know, so, uh, takes me upstairs to introduce me to his wife. He says, you know, this is Frank Black, and, and this is so-and-so. Can't divulge the name. Um, and I said, pleasure to meet you, ma'am. And, I, you know, he said, well, I'll be right outside the door if you need me. And I set, I set my briefcase down and on the very same table uh, where she had the chair, and I had the chair across from her. And I just start taking out all of, the, all of my – I call them trigger objects. They're all uh, – not, not all of them. Some of them are – blessed by uh, a bishop or a priest, and that's what I usually use, and one of which happen, happening to be uh, the Zenner test. I'm sure uh, Chance knows about the Zenner test. It's, yep. it's pretty much, for, for, for I'm going to dumb it down, uh, and especially for the, for the keem of, of dumb questions here, uh, the Zenner <laughs> test. If you ever saw Ghostbusters at the very beginning of, of the movie, and you see Bill Murray holding up a card, and the chick is guessing them all right, because she's really hot, right? But the other guy is getting buzzed every time he's guessing them right, but, you know, he's making him feel like he's guessing them wrong. That's what the Zenner test is. Ah. So the Zenner test basically is one of the tests that I use. Mind you, as I sat down and I got everything ready, I said, well, Ms. So-and-so, uh, are you ready to get started? And she said, right off the bat, well, or should I say what was with her, said, of course, Mr. Valdez, whenever you like. I was uh-huh. like, mind you, that's when you have to kick in with your poker face because Valdez is not supposed to be coming out of her mouth. It's Mr. Black. Mm-hmm. And you have to show the poker face right off the bat. Like, that didn't even phase you. And I just said, Mr. Black. 
and it, it, it referred to me. Of course, I can't say her. It referred to me as, if you if you wish, sure, Mr. Black. And I went on with the testing. After I was done with the testing, I said, well, thank you very much, and uh, I'll be you know leaving you and your husband. Thank you for your time. And she said, did I pass? Did I pass the test, Rich? And I was like. Mind you, again, Frank Black, not Rich Valdez. I don't know. The only way that this individual would have even uttered these words is if what was with her knew me Mm -hmm. ahead of time. The only way they can know that is by reading your mind and knowing the situation, knowing what's going on around them at all times. And And the Zinner test. I must admit. Uh, as I, you know, packed everything up and went downstairs and the husband, you know, was waiting outside. He's like, well, well how, how did it go? And he's like, um, you can expect to hear from uh, the clergy as soon as possible. I'm talking maybe today, tomorrow. We need to set something up because she is definitely demonically possessed. And uh, I couldn't say whether there was one, two, three or four more. In her, all I can really tell you is that she was definitely demonically possessed. And all I can remember, the one thing I remember the most is I drove up the road uh, for about 20 minutes, and I had to stop the car, pull off to the side, go outside, have several cigarettes just to relax, because it really rattles your cage. You you don't show it when it's happening, but after you're out of there, you're kind of like, wow. I, I, I just can't believe. I mean, I, I felt like I was I had just been exposed. Yeah. Ooh. And and yeah, the way you have to think about it is knowing what I know when it comes to uh, demonic entities, spirits. These are entities that have existed since before the dawn of man. So they, knowing everything there is to know about mankind, they know how to dissect us like an onion. They know exactly our weaknesses and our our strengths, and they know to always play towards our weaknesses. When I was living down in Key West, I actually did an investigation that I walked into a home. And, you know, and a a lot of my really tight, close family and friends know that Chance is not my first name. And I walked into this home, literally just walked in, and I heard this voice, you know, disembodied, say my actual first name. And I was like... Here we go. It's already yeah. <laughs> started. I just walked in the door, you know. And, and now for also, too, to kind of clarify with some people out there, the reason why people like Rich, you know, that does demonology, that uses Zinner test, there's a reason why is because a lot of people that are ab- actually demonically possessed sometimes show signs of clairvoyance and yep. ESP. Um, sometimes they may talk about a situation that all of a sudden happens to you the next day. Um, so there comes a clairvoyance or they have a moment where with like the Zinner test, they'll nail card for card for card, you know, and they ain't guessing. They know they can and, because and they're you may, reaching into your mind. You may want to fill people in as to what ESP stands for, because this is before a lot of people's time. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, extrasensory per- perception. Uh, and that is nowadays something that's been lost with all the acronyms that we have for EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon. Dude, I have not heard anybody EMF. use the term ESP like since back in our day when we first started out. It has been a while, but I feel like I feel like a lot of people just automatic. It's one of those things like ESP. People know what it is, but they don't know what it stands for anymore. Exactly. So like right. sensory perception is being able to basically mind link with someone else and yeah. that's dummying it down. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's something that often oftentimes people don't understand. ESP is. It's just not linking with with another person's mind. It's also it includes uh, telekinesis, mm-hmm. pyrokinesis. Um, it, it it involves telepathy, like you stated, and also um, knowing the future, uh, which is psychic ability. And that, that's something another thing. A lot of people have gotten confused over the years. Uh, psychic ability uh, versus. I'm sure everyone's heard. Oh, this person is a psychic medium. I always ask, which one? Can you tell the future or can you communicate with the spirit that's here right now? Exactly. The medium is a mediumship and they communicate with the spirit that's there. Mm -hmm. And that's true. I've seen that many, many times where people were like, you know, oh, I spoke with a a psychic medium. I'm like, who are you trying to contact? Oh, I wasn't. I was trying to find out my future. 
Wait a minute. Hold on. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you went to the right psychic? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's true because, like, in our line of work, there are so many variances of what people want to use. I mean, I, I remember back when demonology wasn't even a word. You know, it was it was just playing out. This person's an exorcist. Yeah. You know, yeah, they didn't even use that, the term demonologist. That's literally what as soon as like he told me about you, Rich, uh, that's exactly where my head went to. It's like this guy is the exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> like legitimately. <Nope. laughs> <laughs> no, I'm he's I'm, he's more of the, the middleman for it. <laughs> I'm the pawn on the chessboard that gets sent in first. And after I'm sent in and knocked down, because let's face it, the knights, the bishops, yeah. the rooks, and the queen, of course, are the ones that hold the most power. Um, I'm the pawn that goes in. Yeah, and you're, you're the term I like I'm to use down, called that's bait. When the bishop crosses and does his job. Yeah, so, you're, yeah, you're just bait. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? And it's so funny because, like, I've had people ask me, they're like, you know, is there ever come a time where you're doing an investigation that you just go, no, I'm good? And it's like, look, here's the thing. I am not a demonologist. I know a ton about it, a ton about it, very knowledgeable. And I've been involved in investigations that turned out to be demonic, but I don't take over. I let the professionals take over that. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know, you got to because, I mean, there's there's situations where, like, hell, even they can't handle it. Yeah, but like I told them, I said, look, I said – there's, you know, where you walk into a home, do an investigation, you may catch an EVP or maybe a shadow on video, you know, stuff like that, the basics, right? And, right. You're, and you're like, okay, sure, that house could maybe have some type of paranormal activity going on. You know, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. investigate more, dwell deeper, see if we can find an answer. Now, if I walk into your home and the walls are breathing and your couch <laughs> has a river of blood going out the front door, we're done. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't need to investigate further. <laughs> no, Rich, Rich is a much bolder man than yeah, I. They're, because they're, as soon as it would, if, if it would have been like I would have come in there and hi Jesse, uh, bye, <laughs> we're done. What are you talking about, Chance? I would have tripped on the way out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what you just described is the Amityville horror, dude. At that and... point in time, you only get to be faster than the guy next to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's like that meme, you know. If there's ever a zombie apocalypse. You know, we're friends, but I'll trip you on my way <laughs> and let them get eat you first before they get to me. But honestly, and, and that's another myth that needs to be uh, somewhat corrected. As a demonologist, um, yeah, I would be called in. Uh, I would do the testing that needs to be done. But one of the many misconceptions that exist, and unfortunately a lot of the paranormal shows have perpetuated this over the years, is that demonologists can actually conduct the solemn rite of exorcism, which is incorrect. Oh, yeah, exactly. um, yep. uh, in the church, I am simply laity within the church. In order to actually conduct uh, uh, the solemn rite of exorcism or the minor rite of exorcism, and I'll, I'll give the explanation as to which, you know, which is which and what they're used for uh, in a few minutes, um, I, I have to basically be the one to hold up a red flag and let the bishop or or a, a priest that is an exorcist as well know that hey yes this is demonic they've already passed the, the uh, uh, psyche vow come in they need help immediately I from that point on am done with my job unless they're shorthanded and they need someone to do the prayers with them uh, that's when I start praying that I am not that they are not shorthanded <laughs> <laughs> because I have been witness to two exorcisms. They're not fun. They're scary as hell. And um, all I can say is, you know that you're in the presence of something that knows you better than you know yourself. Oh yeah, it's it's the equivalency of knowing when you're in a in a room with a kitten versus a ravenous lion that hasn't eaten in a week. If you're in that room with a lion, you're screwed. And see, and that's what I've tried to tell people before when they wanted me to come to do an investigation, and they're like, "Well, I had like you know dishes move. I put my keys down. My keys disappear. You know, do you think it's demonic?" I'm like, "If you even have to ask me." If it's yeah. demonic, yeah, then it's, it's not. probably Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. I'm like, if you call me up crying and go, please bring me a priest, 
we'll start from there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't even imagine being in a room with like I, I I'm not gonna lie. Like I kind of want to like witness and stuff, but like from a distance. Like, can I see it on video? <laughs> like, I don't want to be in the room. He wants to. He wants to get involved through YouTube. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm totally good with that. Like, I I know I I am genuinely curious about it because I'm curious about everything. That is kind of my role here because I oh, yeah. am interested I, in. Put it this all way, things. I'm kind of his mentor in, in doing paranormal investigations, so he's been learning underneath me. And you know that's going to be a hell of a ride. Yeah, exactly. His condolences. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's 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 something that's terrified the hell out of me because that's what got me into paranormal in the first place. Like I grew up in a Baptist church, hearing about all this, and then like I don't remember what I saw, but like I caught a glimpse of like a video of an actual exorcism, and it scared the absolute crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, well let's uh. Let's look into this. Let's well, try to read. And, uh, and then, you know what? This is something that Rich and I share in common that we've told people before. It's one thing to believe in the other side. It's another to know there's another side. Yeah. No, it's. <sighs> yeah. And Rich, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you've been there, done that. You accepted it. Hence why we do what we do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's the equivalency of uh, you know what you're stepping into could potentially turn out to be something supernatural in the sense of the paranormal. I don't consider the paranormal to be demonic. Uh, there's theology, which is what, you know, the, uh, demonic possession and whatnot falls into. Uh, and then there is hauntings. There, there's uh, entities, spirits that fall into the category yeah. of the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, to fill in what I meant with, uh, the minor right and solemn right. Minor right is specifically used only to um, expel spirits that may be in a house, a location. Uh, there's no one that is demonically possessed. So that's why it's called the minor right. Nothing minor about it, but it's to expel whatever may be there. Uh, but it does take religious provocation and it's very dangerous because they, they can also turn and attack you. Uh, the most dangerous is the solemn rite. That's when someone is actually demonically possessed. And that is reserved for the Catholic Church to use only if and when they find that this individual is actually demonically possessed. Now, what is well, some of the criteria for people to, you know, like if you're doing a, uh, you know, doing a check, you know, I know, but like I said, once again, this is for the, you know, for the listening audience out there. What is basically the criteria to say, okay, this person is demonically possessed. We need to take this before the church. Well, we, we have actual protocols that we got to go by. Uh, you know, once you get the email or phone call, uh, you, you interview the individual or you contact them uh, via email and inform them, you know, at least through the paranormal clergy, I usually have the team, the affiliated team, that's going to be going there and eventually uh, contacting them and investigating for them. Do that first. Uh, once they've established that there is some kind of activity going on, this person seems off, uh, that's when I call in the mental health professional to actually handle doing the psyche eval. The psyche eval needs to be done. That's the second phase. If this person passes with flying colors and they're, they're found not to be mentally ill, uh, then we move on to the third. That's where I come in. Yeah. That's where I do the testing. And usually there's blessed items involved, and there's usually some adverse reaction to those things. They don't know it's blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not a cross, and I'm telling them to touch it. Because then you're, you're giving them... Uh, you're planting, you know, the the placebo effect in in with with yeah. the cross and making them think that oh, this must be blessed. I'm going to touch it, so I'm going to react yep. like it's burning. Well, let's say I did use a cross and they touched it, and there was a burn on their hands. Then I'd really have to think about it because I know I didn't hit, heat that cross <laughs> yeah. over a skillet. Uh, but I usually touch use this. items that they don't even know would be blessed. Exactly. Okay. And uh, I use other forms, which I really can't go into, because then you're going to see monkey see, monkey do. A lot of people listening in on the show, and then they're going to think they can be a demonologist. Oh. And just just to throw this in there real fast, demonology 
as I've always believed, Bishop Long has always believed, and many others that have trained me over the years. This is not something you just wake up one day and say, you know what, this is a nice cup of coffee. I think I'm going to be a demonologist today. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, no, I don't, I don't want to be a fireman anymore. I don't want to grow up and be a police officer or a lawyer. Or I don't want to be president. I don't want to be anything. I, I want to be a demonologist. That just doesn't pop into your head. Yeah, It's something that it's a series of events that keep happening in your life that lead you down that road to where why is it I'm always coming across something that proves to be demonic over and over and over again. And I call it the Jonah and the whale effect. You, you, you do everything to, to avoid this, but it, you just end up keep, you end up keep on coming back on, onto the same subject. And before you know it, a whale swallows you up and vomits you out on the beach of where you were supposed to be from the beginning. That, that was my situation. So I pretty much had no choice but to follow through. Um, and then, of course, the last and final thing is demonic possession uh, and, and having the uh, exorcist, be it a priest or a bishop, come in and actually perform this. And people think it's a waving of a magic wand and the demon or demons go away. They may actually have to make several trips back. Yes. I'm talking four, five, six, seven times. I know of cases where um, one woman that was demonically possessed uh, and has been for 15 years, because she has that many in her, Oof. Mm-hmm. and uh, she's been having exorcisms left and right. And I'm trying to remember the name of the documentary, and it was really creepy. I, I can't uh, remember the, the true person's name, but the one that they made the movie Emily Rose about. Uh, they did, what, like 22 exorcisms 22. on her, I believe? Yeah, they they did way too many. Yeah, actually, that's the one that set the precedence for what for all of the protocols that we have today. Yep, uh, they failed to feed her. Uh, she died weighing sixty eight pounds. Yep, Jesus. And uh, so basically, she starved to death because the demons in her would not allow her to eat anything but her feces or drink her urine. Yep, um, the bishops. Uh, and this, mind you, did not happen in the States. This happened in Germany. In Germany, yep. Her real name is Annalise Mikiel. That's right, and, Annalise, yes. And uh, this, this poor girl, I'd say 17, 18 years old, uh, died a very tragic death. But shortly after this, um, they brought charges against the parents, the bishops, and they actually faced jail time because they allowed the the their the girl to actually die out of negligence wow so that's why these yep. protocols exist today but the the documentary i was going to mention i believe it's on netflix is uh the devil and father amoris mm-hmm. look look it up it is really creepy because what i heard coming out of that woman's voice when they were actually doing the exorcism and they actually uh, did not allow actual cameras. The guy had to go in. The producer, which was one of the producers of The Exorcist, was only allowed to go in with a video camera and videotape this. She had at least, it sounded like, five, six voices in unison coming out at the same time of her mouth. Jeez. That it is was crazy. scary. It was scary as all hell. And let me tell you something. That's what I heard in the two exorcisms that I did witness at an earlier age. And see, it's, it's not fun. And this is the other thing that really gets me, too, about you know some alleged demonologists out there. When they tell me that I'm going out there to go up against Satan himself that possesses person. Okay, mm-hmm. right then and there, I know you're lying. Mm-hmm. Because if you believe in the Bible whatsoever, which you should maybe believe in a little bit if you're doing this line of work, is, one, Satan will not be the one to possess us. The only one that Satan will possess is the Antichrist, according yep. to the Bible. That's mm-hmm. it. Correct. Correct. So, but that does not mean that. Well, you know this as well as I do that there is a hierarchy of demons underneath Satan. Yep. And they are the ones that will wind up possessing the average human on the planet. Well, when uh, it was spoken of in the Bible, and this is just one instance, um, there was one possessed man that approached Jesus Christ, and he asked for for its name, and he said, "Our name is Legion, for we are many." Mm-hmm. A, a legion is a thousand. 
Yep. So there was a thousand in that one person. He cast them all into swines and they went over a ridge and it fell into, into a lake and they, they drowned and, and died. Uh, there are actual hierarchies of demons, uh, that actually control 22 legions or 100 legions or more. It's just a matter of, you know, my job is to always be studying up on every single one of them. And mind you, not every single one of them have been documented. It's not like some priest sat there and said, okay, uh, Beelzebub, you're up next. Uh, let's interview you. And you have <laughs> how many legions underneath you? Oh, oh I, 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 last time I checked. Do you guys uh, have a union? You. <laughs> I, I, I got 43, and, and two of the legions, yeah, they're part of the union now. So, uh so much for that. It, it just doesn't happen that way. A lot of this is usually through trial and error and documenting names and what their rankings are and all that stuff. And, and another misconception out there, uh, they're not all in hell. They're not in hell at all, in fact. No, they're here. Um, they're here on yeah. this plane of existence. So uh, we have to remember that when a third of heaven fell that day with Lucifer, uh, they fell to earth. It didn't say they fell to hell. Yep. So a lot of times people are thinking, oh, well, then that means that Satan's down there having a good old time and, you know, torturing souls left and right with the demons. No, no he's at the right hand. They're right here, right I was going to say, many of them were living amongst humans in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And the other thing is, too, that, you know, that a lot of people need to understand. Once again, if a demonologist tells you, and this is just my warning to people out there, that they have exercised Satan himself out of someone, they're lying. Yeah. They are. Uh, because if you're going to believe in demons, you've got to believe somewhat in heaven and hell and somewhat in the Bible. And Satan does not find us worthy enough to possess. The only person that Satan himself will possess is the is the Antichrist. Um, and the other thing is, too, that <laughs> once again, going back to about warning signs in your home, just because your dishes fall over doesn't mean that's Beelzebub trying to get your attention. <laughs> Just because you tried to flush that floater three times and it keeps popping up. <laughs> that's that's not a demon. Nope. It could be. I mean, it, it could, could be. be. It was exercise. But more than likely, I would say it's really good fiber. <laughs> that's just my guess. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right there, Chance. You're right. I'm telling you. All right, brother, we need to jump on a couple more topics here real quick, man, before we let you go here run out of time. I'm used to still having a three-hour show, man. It's throwing me off at one hour. (laughs) Uh, Another thing I want to talk to you about is Wayward Souls Promotions. So who's some of your your big leaguers you got there you're uh, representing? Oh, wow. Um, We have so many, but not really. We, we, We actually go with a few authors. Um, we have three authors, um, and we have David Childers. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's been on. Yep, me and him are friends on Facebook. Yep. And he's awesome peeps. Um, we have Gene Hamill as well, uh, with, uh, Twisted Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, the list, it's not vast, but we have, I'd like to say, quality versus quantity. Yes. And they always have something going on, but, with COVID-19 going on all of 2020, and especially in the 2021, it's not looking any better until either vaccinations start kicking in and we get to some kind of normalcy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a few more that we're looking to add on, but we're kind of being reserved about it now because we, we always do our background checks. We yeah. want to make sure that we're not taking on their drama. And, you know, Chance, you know this very well. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of drama in the paranormal field. You and no. I are completely allergic to it, and I stay away from it as much as possible. The moment any whiff of, of drama comes my way, I immediately just turn the other way and walk away, because I don't need that. Yeah. i got enough going on in my life. Dude, you remember how we were with DeadX Radio. People knew to just keep the drama away from us, mm-hmm. because we forewarned people. We're like, you don't want to end up on our radar. Yeah. Yeah, because you ain't nothing. Yeah, we will tear you <laughs> apart for our entertainment before breakfast, <laughs> and, and honestly, and do it in a funny way so everybody finds it funny and hilarious. You won't, but everyone else around you will. <laughs> and, and you guys, let me tell you, I I remember being on 
How I, come to think of it, Chance, I think I've been on every single one of the shows that you have had yes. over the years. Yep. Um, and this this one is what number four? Number four, yeah. Because yeah. I had you on when I was one of the very first podcast show that I was doing, uh, which was called the GPRN. Then when I wound up at uh, the the first AM station, um, you were on that show too, the GPRN, which was also named. And then of course DedX Radio, and then now on this one. Yep. Yep. So yeah, you've been on every show. Matter of fact, yeah. I remember when we started first doing DedX Radio, you were like our first or second guest, I believe, when we first started doing DedX Radio. And it was an honor, and I had a good old time. I sat on that round table with you guys, and mm -hmm. on that show, we were allowed to curse as much as we wanted to. But <laughs> Must yeah. be nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was. But you know what? I've been on both AMs, and I've been on iHeart. I've been on every type of podcast you could possibly think of. I, I play by the rules. Yeah, and that's awesome. And that's the reason why I like to have you on, because I've had people before, like, you know, they wanted to come on my show, and I'm like, look, I've, I, you may not remember, but I've interviewed you before, and you couldn't obey the rules then. I'm not going <laughs> to interview you on a station that I can get an FCC fine of, like, $250,000. Whoa. It ain't going to happen. You're not nope. coming on this show. And not to mention the fact, too, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Pandora, yeah. we're on everything else. So, yes, we do curse a little bit, but within reason of what we're allowed on this type of station and this type of, you know, network. Um, right. Yeah, but, yeah, it's like I know people that within the first 30 seconds I've had to literally cut off because they're dropping the F-bomb when I'm at an AM station. Oh, I'm waiting. No, oh, it, it happened to me at the old radio station. Uh, I had a guy that literally was, and I'm not even going to bring up his name because he was a nice person. He really was, so I don't want to bash him, but... Within 30 seconds of the interview, and this guy was kind of important in the paranormal field, so I'm going to say, drop the F-bomb, I dropped him off the air. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I don't blame you. All right, well, listen, man, you got about maybe a minute to go ahead and pump out and pimp out. By the way, we hashtag you paranormal pimp, by the way. Um, <laughs> you need to go ahead and pimp out all the stuff you have going on that you want everybody to go and check out. Uh, waywardsoulspromotions.com. Um, if anyone ever needs any promotions done, um, just give us what you got. We'll promote it. We actually have a reach of over two million. Um, and we, uh, Paranormal Consulting Agency, whenever I'm in town in, in Florida and there's a case, uh, just hit us up on, on that website as well, paranormalconsultingagency.com. Uh, paranormal clergy right now we're working on the web page but uh people can still you know reach out to us through paranormal clergy at yahoo.com if they feel that there may be something demonic going on the good thing about this team is that we cover both that's why it's called paranormal and then clergy at the end so if it happens to not be paranormal we'll just call in the troops when it comes to clergy and they take care of it and that's pretty much it you know you can follow us on uh wayward souls promotions on facebook instagram twitter and you know see what's coming up and we got no problem you know letting everyone know our numbers uh have gone up every time when it comes to reach so when it comes to that it's a good thing so i'm looking forward to it in fact this one show uh had the most reach that we've had in months so when I posted it on Wayward Souls, I was like, whoa, wow, damn, uh, that's pretty good. We were, we were in the, at least uh, 1,000 mark, Wow, which is pretty nice. good. Yeah, That's phenomenal. And, well, uh, make all of them go over and follow me on iHeartRadio and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was. I don't know. I hashtagged a lot of things there, but it could be that. But at the same time, talent also helps, and you guys run a really good show, and, and it's a tip-top shape uh, type of well, considering you have Chance on there and he was in the Navy, uh, <laughs> it, it, I'm sure he's cracking the whip. So, you know, y'all, he's keeping y'all in line. Oh, That's yeah. All good. No, my dad was a bosun's mate. There ain't much he can do that I ain't seen. Exactly. <laughs> he's already been through it. He grew up through it. So. Oh, well, so Rich. Yeah, it won't work. <laughs> no, you, would, you do amazing work. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, thank you for so much information and answering some of my dumb questions and uh, <laughs> letting us know how truly terrifying the other side can actually be. 
Hey, you're you're right next to one right now. Just ask him too. <laughs> yeah, no, his head's spinning around. <laughs> Let me show you an example, little boy. <laughs> Come sit on daddy's lap. <laughs> Sounded more like Popeye. Um, oh, anyways, um, we got to get off here. We got about 20 seconds, Rich. We really appreciate right. you showing up, man. Yeah, um, thanks, come brother. Come on appreciate anytime. It. Anytime you got time, let us know, and we'll have you on. You're welcome back anytime, man. Dude, next Thank time you. you're down here in Florida, let me know. We can get you live in studio with us, man. Yes. That'd be awesome. I'll let you know. All right, brother. All right. Thank you for having me on. You're no welcome. Problem. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys and girls. That was our buddy Rich Valdez, Paranormal Consulting Agency, Wayward Souls Promotions, and also with the Paranormal Clergy. And make sure you follow us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Amazon anything, Music, Amazon Music, anything with a podcast. We're putting our shows on there. Check us out and check out our social media. Chance Hancock or Hancock VOTA, Caffeinated Captain, Blue Limbo. We're out. Bye. Impeachment trial for former President Trump will begin the week of February 8th. Now, Speaker Nancy Pelosi.